what's going on guys, Blake and Bragg here from Cowboy for Game, and we thought, as I mentioned in our podcast uh, the other week, that we're actually going to do some Pokemon stuff on this channel now. So uh, we've got our episode one here, where we're going to go over kind of what this will be, what kind of podcast we're going to put episode on. Episode one, two. Episode one, <laughs> dose. The, the re-episoding. Mm. Um, but we've all been playing quite a lot, we've all been doing major events quite a lot, um, and a lot of us have been getting more into the game going to big events so we yeah. thought we would start covering some stuff yeah it definitely got to a point where i've been building or thinking about doing deck stuff like nearly every night which is yep. back to where i was like in other games i'm like yep. oh no i think i'm ready for this to be my main game yeah um the game has kind of developed and come out of covid in a big way they've mm. done a lot for players so um in terms of what we're going to cover um any big event any what we're doing uh, what we're prepping for, maybe deck ideas that we're taking into events, and then uh, any news that comes out, any set reviews, stuff like this. Mm. For example, today we've had uh, NAIC, which will be the biggest event in the last two years because COVID. They hit a thousand. They hit of uh, twelve hundred almost. It was like eleven fifty. Um, for yeah, yeah, for just like an I, uh, an IC is really, really good. Worlds should have like a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, but we had it over the weekend. It was a three day event. Went from Friday to Sunday. We do day one, day two, uh, yeah, day one, day two, top eight, on, yeah, and the, then yeah. and then the finals. The top eight, yeah, the top, the finals is all on that same day, and they just do the one. And that that is that is a weird thing, a three day tournament. Um, it's strange, hey. I mean, do you think we'll stick to that sort of deal forever? I think that Pokemon really likes making uh, cool productions out of it, but because they split on Twitch between TCG and VGC, they like having a day where they can combulate their audience. Yeah, and then do that one on the... Um, that's what, when I went looking for the final rewatch it, I was like, oh, that's right, it's on the on the Sunday's stream. Yes. Um, um, it just seems in, inconvenient playing on a Friday. Just a little it does. bit. Uh, I haven't done that yet, I don't think. A thousand uh, people on a Friday, respect to anyone who made it out there. Yeah. Big up. Um, but in terms of, yeah, so any questions and stuff like this, again, because it's up on a predominantly Yu Gi Oh! channel, if you're here, that's cool. Um, a lot of the people from the Pokemon community will jump over. That's totally fine. If you, we will try and be as uh, intro friendly as possible. I am happy to put up photos and stuff of cards we're talking about just so people have an idea. Um, but yeah. And if you sub to us on, on the podcast feed that's being reactivated by this upload, uh, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> yeah, thank you. If this is just randomly popped up and you're like, I'll check this out, hello. Uh, but. We discussed NAIC, and I think it's a really good place to start because mm. it is our first huge event back from COVID. We had yep. a couple of... I mean, Milwaukee Regionals was massive, but in terms of event structures, you've got League Challenges, League Cups, Regionals, and then ICs and, and then Worlds above that. But we've got some really, really cool stuff that happened over the event. As we said, 1,138 or something like this, people. Uh, we've got everything tracked, but some really cool stuff that happened was we had... Big players that we haven't seen for like the two year period of COVID doing really, really well ended up 14 rounds of Swiss. That is so much. That's so, so many games. Much Swiss. And I mean, and that's why you need it to be a three day event. Well, wait, no. I think they did 10 rounds day ten one. Rounds, yeah. I think they did 10 rounds day one and they did four rounds day two, then into then top, top eight. Yeah. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, yeah, they cut top eight. And then you place uh, like your top cut matches. Bit different from Yu Gi Oh and stuff. It's just you ends up your Swiss matters more, um, but with intentional draws. Top eight, happen. top eight from twelve hundred people's wild. It's wild. Uh, so I believe the the it was like thirty five points was your top eight. 
Yeah. Kaiwen, who was an Australian guy, uh, did very, very, very well. Natalie also did really well. Kaiwen bubbled on 35 points. He was the only 35 pointer that didn't make it. 35 points is, yeah, like 10 wins, 13 wins, two draws. Yeah. Uh, 10, how did I skip to 13? 11 wins and two draws. Um, we'll get you there. That's so crazy. It's it's a lot. Uh, and that's why when you see, like, Tord, Azul, um, Stefan, like, you see these players do, like, well over that long. It's yeah. like. Variants you would assume would catch up, and they discuss this. But uh, it, so in terms of uh, the data, I've got the top eight decks. Um, as I said, in Melbourne, we had the big thing of Palkia being like, I the think, deck, and, and everyone going in Palkia Apocalypse, Palkia well, Apocalypse. I, I might be overthinking, but I do think that Melbourne, that Melbourne placing, seeing the eight Palkias, um, did influence Milwaukee in here. Like just going, oh, this is where we're at. All right, let's it's move a problem. on from here. Yes. Um, I think there was nice acknowledgement from better players that there were different types of decks because um, the type of deck that won Melbourne and did so well in Melbourne, the Turbo Palkin, didn't pop up much here at all. No. Or if they did, they played it poorly and didn't go anywhere near the top cut, so we didn't know. But in terms of the top eight decks, um, we've got three Arceus Inteleon, which is literally just Arceus with Inteleon. There's no Palkia there. It's just a box deck with water. Yep. Um, three Palkia Inteleon. Good deck. We know this. Uh, one Mewtwo V Union. We'll get into that. Uh, and one flying Pikachu VMAX with Arcus. Woo! Uh, the big blimp. There was a joke made after Melbourne that would we see it? Apparently so. I thought we would see Surfing Chew before Flying Chew, to be honest. But I haven't read Surfing Chew. Surfing Chew, uh, it just, it's electric, but runs off water energy and can do oh, similar things. But it, does, it affects the bench more, so Manaphy really cuts it off. Oh sure. So okay. that's why it, I guess they've gone with the the because you'd rather win because flying shoe you need to win the coin flip to be unaffected. Uh, Vmax. Yes. Yeah, no. The Vmax. The Vmax is just unaffected. Unaffected. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, one. Yes. Yeah. So the Vmax. Uh, so why are we talking about that in particular? Is the top eight cut happened? The V Union deck lost. Mewtwo V Union was a control stall type deck where you actually use the four piece V Union to heal itself, heal itself, heal itself until you can just take a bunch of prizes at once. Really interesting deck. From what I know, he's one of the only people in the entire room playing it out of yep. over a thousand people. Did incredibly well in Swiss. Um, was on stream a couple times. Sick deck. Great idea. Uh, it would have sucked to play against, but he ended up, um, yeah, top eight, lost his top eight game. But then the finals was Azul playing um, Flying Pikachu VMAX against... Oh, hold on. Let me get his deck list oh, up. I was just watching it before. Um, it, was, uh, it was a Palkia deck. Uh, yes, uh, the the cool thing is uh, a very, very, very successful player from um, uh, Isaiah, uh, from yeah. Seniors coming up, uh, so really good to see him, but uh, yeah, playing Palkia and Teleon. Again, the deck we thought would be there, but is Pikachu's best matchup? It one-taps the Palkia, it isn't affected by basics, it's so good, it, it was played so well. Yeah, it, and... Because when Arceus came out, and that's where I kind of locked into steel bullshit like I always do, but yeah, Arceus really lends itself to other strategies or no strategy at all with um, the Italian builds. But yeah, propping up Flying Chew, just getting an easy three energies on it, and you don't really have to worry after that. Yeah. Um, it, um, in terms of the deck lists, I have it here. Um, any interesting stuff? Um, four path. Very, very, uh, like, very good idea. I'll just shut it down. Just shut uh, everybody else out of playing the game that you need to. 
Um, two Sharon's care I thought was interesting. You're able to scoop up the Arceus. Um, it, oh, it, them. Feel, it's so dirty. Yeah, but, it feels like. so bad. Um, double turbo energies, all this. Yeah, normal. The Badoof Barrel line, um, really good for draws. Ah, yes. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. So, like, I thought we might hold off the barrel engine until uh, we get rotation, which actually that's another thing. Um, but it's good to see it flying going here. Like, the Italian line does get a bit bricky when you're trying to combine it with other stuff. So, going for just flat draws uh, makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, the Pumpkaboo protects uh, you also, the Beverol protects you from Roxanne. Yes. It's an onboard protection from Roxanne as opposed to the frogs where, like, Okay, you get Roxanne and you don't draw away to another frog, you're in a really bad way. Yeah. Um, Beverol just goes, draw a couple more cards. The Pumpkaboo. So, uh, Pumpkaboo, I was thinking yeah. about of that you turn off whatever path is out and you're not wasting a stadium to replace it. You get your Arceus, then you play your path. Yes. Like you get that, mo you get to control when the ability works. That's all I, like, that's what I was kind of thinking of. And I, I don't actually, I'd never. I never saw him play the Pumpkaboo in top. Uh, I saw I saw it discarded more than I saw it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, a a couple of other stadiums. There's like Galar Mine that you can get trapped with yeah. that you kind of don't want to. Again, it's a bench spot, so I imagine it doesn't actually come in against Palkia. Yeah. Um, I would imagine you keep bench as low as possible there. Um, he plays a Crobat and a Crobat VMAX. The VMAX is really cool. The Crobat yeah. also actually I like because it gives you more outs to everything, pretty much. It, yeah. it'll, it'll help you draw. There are a couple games in the top eight uh, and his finals match match that he just... Crobat was absolutely needed. He needed to just go discard, 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 play Crobat, draw to the hand. And also, it's not completely useless there. With Arceus, flying, like with Arceus there attaching whatever energies you need. Yeah. Uh, I mean, put in a, like most of the rest of the filler of this needs colorless, so you might as well use dark energy to fill that gap. Yeah. Uh, also, the VMAX beefs that up, so you can't just boss simply KO. And uh, your free two prizes are there. Yeah, yeah. Like I you make I, the prize trade super awkward. Yeah, it's like okay, sure, we're bumping this up to three prizes, but now it's, uh, it's you're not one tapping. It's, just, it's is three hundred. I think it's I think it's three twenty. Oh, it's three twenty. I thought it was three twenty. Uh, I thought it was three hundred. I, I won't lie to you. Three twenty is in my brain. Um, it might be wrong. It is three hundred flat. You are absolutely correct. Um, it's not getting one tapped by um most shit. It's and it's not. Like, yes, as you said, it's three prizes, but I really like it. It normally just, uh, but it, in general, it just turns people's brain off it as well, which I really like. Yeah. But uh, it's worth noting, he went flat 10 uh in Swiss Day 1, which is disgusting. Uh, he was the only 10 He was the only 10 for like, he was only XO for like two rounds. God, you just be feeling that pressure. That's just so crazy. But what what is interesting is he didn't have the best time day two. Uh, had had yeah. There was, there was a couple of matchups that were really weird, and then he's, I guess his variants must have caught up to him a little bit. Open not as good. The thing about Arceus and the reason why I think maybe Palkia took over a little bit was the Arceus decks do end up struggling with if you go second and you go attach pass and that Arceus gets knocked out, you're in a really hard situation. Yeah, it happened playing Duraludon. It happened, um, again, in all these Arceus box decks. The moment you can set two up, you, I'm sure you can, but if you don't get the attach, you're not using the V-Star attack next turn. It's not yeah. happening. And that's where, I I mean, on those bricks, I, I would imagine the Pikachu's come in a bit clutch where you can go, all right, I'll play slow with the V-Max and yep. kind of grind it out, especially if you're being paired against a million Palkias. I would hope that is how that went. But uh, I, I think a lot... I think he... 
he did take a lot of Palkia matchups, but apparently there was a lot of other matchups, which again, I think the the text on the Flying Pikachu helps so much. The fact that it can't be hit by any basic yeah. is really good versus Rapid Strike BS. Like the Mal- there was a Malamar Rapid Strike list in Milwaukee that did really well that like you see it. Sure, you might not, but if you do, you just win. Yeah, you just win. Um, you mill tank. It, it's a stall card. Like if you can't, if you don't have the out to mill tank, you can just swing for no damage. That's fine, and then they can't hit you back. It's super nice. It's super nice. Flying shoes weak to fighting earth rock, right? Fighting, yeah, maybe. Well, I mean the the fighting. It is called fighting energy, right? Yeah, fighting, yeah. Fighting. I'm a noob at this. Um, so yeah, with the massive drop. Sorry, sorry, I've I've lied. It has resistance to fighting. It has weakness to electric. There we go. The, the um, mirror. The mirror. I was going to say the Yoshifu drop. Oh my god, that just dunks on Yoshifu even more. It does dunk on Yoshifu. <laughs> um, but as like I said, great medical. It wasn't an overly represented deck. Azul is one of the best players in the world, uh, which it has been seen by the championship points at the end of the season because this actually marks the end of our season. Mm. Um, the next big event will be Worlds, and it will actually, for the first time in as long as I know, remain in this format and not be the post-rotation format. Yeah. Rotation is happening next year, from what we know. Yeah, I believe March was the... the that's what... We, we're assuming now that we're switching to Japanese. Pretty much, thing. Yes. I think it's March. Um, um, which is also going to be crazy for our OCIC whenever that happens. If February, that happens in February. February. Yes. If that happens post uh, the... Rotation or not. When it, yeah, if it happens pre-rotation post-set... There's just no cards. That's, that's probably the yes. biggest card pool ever yes yes exactly right there's like you would be looking at it would be the end of our rotation would be that event and so you would just have like the most amount of cards humanly possible but um what's interesting too is that we now get worlds in a format we are comfortable with and not a new format yeah the argument is okay well you've got all these good plays you may as well let them be creative and bring interesting decks but this being world championship i do see them leaning on the fact that no 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 we want the best players to win we want the best players to do great Let's have this, like, this is, you've played this whole season. You've been playing online over COVID. You've been playing now. You've got, you had your big events. What do you want to bring? The only new cards we'll get are the Pokemon Go cards, which we will cover in a little bit. The only thing I want to cover first is with the end of rotation, we can see where all the players stand. Yeah. So, um, interesting. uh, So notable stuff. Um, Isaiah actually now finishes first in all of the US and Canada region, which is sick. Um, Justin B, uh, John Ng, who... I want to say lost in the finals in Milwaukee. I think he did either really good in Milwaukee or he did really, I, I think he lost in the finals or he top aided one of the two. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Um, Grant Manley is in fifth. Um, Azul uh, is now in seventh. And I don't know if that takes into account his NIC oh, win. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that might change. Uh, yeah. Zach Lesage finishes just outside of the top eight at um, 11. Um, yeah, so we're hitting like nearly two thousand points. Is that because of? Is that because we have the points of everything since World uh, Twenty Nineteen? Absolutely, it has yeah. been an incredibly long season. Gotcha. Um, and in EU, Tord actually hit two K. He hit two thousand and one points. Yeah, because he was, Tord is a monster. Yeah, because he did. He did out. He did the last OCIC. Yeah, he did. He he did everything I know. Yeah, like he was everywhere. Um, has had a fantastic season. Um, Stoas, uh, uh, Stefano and Pedro as well. Uh, Robin Schultz, who we, who a lot of people know, uh, is fourth. 
Um, other than that, I don't recognize too many of these players, but again, they all got over a thousand points, which is ridiculous. For anybody who doesn't know, Quick Expo, um, League Challenges, League Cups, Regionals, National Events, and um, and yeah, ISO, ISO How events. How many points for winning a cup again, sorry? Uh, it's like tw- yeah, 100, yeah. maybe, 80? Something like this. Good job. Um, uh, challenges so like they all give more points depending on how many players are at it and what kind of event it yeah. is regional second biggest and then the ICs are the biggest events also what's Wolves um, points 400 500 so reg- oh, region, region, region dependent so for example in the oceanic region it's 250 points I believe yeah. in the US it's actually 500 yeah um, that system I will also and they're explain. out here just quadrupling the required yep. points I, I will say this is um, not a, it is harder to earn points in the US because of how many extra players I've got but there's also so many more events there's more regionals there's more cups there's more there's more, there's so many events in the US uh, they, if they all happen on the same day that means players can't players can't get locked out by let's say yes. tour like but um, Pokemon has a system where your best eight cups count. oh okay yeah, cool so it yeah, grabs yeah, your yeah. best couple of cups your best eight cups your best six challenges to to then go this is your like maximum capacity so you can't just go i did 15 cups and then went to fucking europe and did another 20 yeah yeah it it, it does take into account that okay um the oceanic region which is ours um which is a lot of really great players kaiwin snaked uh first place over natalie both of them are fantastic players and great friends it was sick to see them both at nic and did really really well um kaiwin came second at melbourne regionals which we were just at um, absolutely phenomenal player. Um, Lockie being third, Brent being fourth, uh, Henry, who was uh, one of our two world champions, Kyron being the other one, uh, was in sixth. Christian, who had won Melbourne Regionals, coming seventh, which is amazing, and you'll see why in a second. Uh, Jordan P, uh, also a really good uh, Palmer, I believe, uh, in eighth, which is sick. Um, uh, VDK in thirteenth, uh, and Ying in sixteenth place, which is a big deal. Uh, I finished thirty eighth in Oceanic and Lewis finished 20th because he is a monster um, again this was our first season not many events so expect more from us but really sick showing yeah you two really hit the season. ground running like you you'd been we had a good couple cups yeah. and then but that was at the end of the cup season yeah uh, then Oceanics we actually did poorly I will say to 64 for both of us I think we probably could have done better but we picked the wrong deck um, but that's fine uh, we did the best we could. So for anybody who doesn't know, and I really want to cover this because I think it's one of Pokemon's biggest selling points, is what are the end of season or the the, the rewards you get for playing the game and getting these championship points? Get money. Big money. Um, <laughs> so um, every quarter of the season, so one, uh, four times a year, the top four in the region will get a fully paid trip to the next IC. Oh, that, cool. So for example, Lewis could have gone to NIIC that happened this weekend. Because he actually finished in the top four because he came second at Brisbane, missed the email. Uh, that's three grand he does not have, but it is reliant on you going to the IC. Yeah. So you, you if you luck out and it's Oceanics, if you hit the quarter of Oceanics, sure you can pr- take a two hundred dollar plane, go to NI, go to Oceanics, and then make three grand. Yeah. Fantastic. But um, it is contingent on you going to those ICs because they want to have worldwide representation at those events. That's heaps cool. That's really, it's, that's, yeah. What it also is cool is, so that's the top four. Fifth to 16th get $1,000 stipend, yeah. guaranteed they go to the event. So it's just a grand to help with flights, accommodation, stuff like this. Um, but for the end of the season, which is what we're in, the top eight um, skip 
to day two of Worlds. Yeah. They don't have to play through the Swiss in day one, which means they have yeah a, a much better time. Also, top eight, fully paid to Worlds. Yeah. London this year is expensive. Like, let's be honest, flights and stuff are expensive coming out of COVID. Accommodation's expensive. That money absolutely means a lot of people can go. That's why but I'm going for fun. In, yeah, legit. That's, and unfortunately, I uh, myself and Lewis both qualified. Um, Lewis is going to go. I am not going to go. Uh, 250 CP gets you your invite to day one, which you can take yourself to, but you have your invite, which is great. Um, Lewis is going to go. We will make sure we uh, say any, everything about how he's going, what he played. Uh, hopefully, does very well. But honestly, Australians have been doing really, really, really well the last couple of years. So mm. it would be sick to see how we go and how many people we take. I think we had fifty-two players overall in Australia who got their Worlds invite, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the system they have. It gives you a point to playing. It gives us a point to driving three hours to Newcastle to go to a cup because yeah, it's yeah. it. And that's what's like attracted me to this game is there is a return for there's a return for playing there's a reason to play like yeah. and look I'm not gonna make a living of it but it it, def, yeah. it definitely helps the the pockets like and, and what what I like a lot is it um, warrants people traveling together like if if we do really well and you know you get a one really good quarter where it's just the deck you like the format you like and you that that three month period you're just killing it you and some really lovely people because as I said like all of these group of players especially in Australia are such so so nice like very very welcoming people so it's just super fun to travel with them yeah and then you don't have to worry about paying for flights at the very least like look even if it I think even if you get the 1k stipend to go to an IC if that IC is in Brazil in Singapore in North America if you want to just go to a place and go okay that's my flights taken care of all I need to worry about is accommodation and food happy days it's just yeah. really nice um, but as, as I said, I think Pokemon do really want that worldwide um, audience like coming in. Like all events have, it's not just all United States, all North American players or all European players. Like they like having a lot of people come to Oceanics. Like that's why people can come to uh, Oceanics. Yeah. Because they get those stipends. Like we get Tord coming, we get like really cool. Um, also side events, like you get cool Matt. Like that's, it was, de- it was such a fun experience and also like so if you're not there with friends you can go there on day two everything's way more chill and yeah you can meet new people and they normally have the feature match up which I love as well I'm getting that feature match so everybody can sit around and like watch VGC and TCG and uh, the same structure works for VGC if you're interested in playing VGC I'm fairly certain the structure for CP and stuff works exactly the same way so I would absolutely look into like where around you you can play Um, well that's a good point yeah we won't have We'll we'll have Scarlet and Violet by February. Do you think? Okay. Well, we had Sword and Shield. Was Sword and Shield on Switch at our OCIC into in twenty twenty? Yes. The yes, great debacle was. because I think we had one of our boys was a VGC player. Yeah. So, um, but now we've got Go as well. If you want to do Pokemon Go, the events work the same way. Um, the rewards are similar as well. Again, they are just like very much pushing to have this um, the in person events back. Yeah. So it's really good to see. Worlds will be in London. Uh, the coverage is really, really nice. Will be a multi-tier event. Again, also find out who lives in your area. Like if you've got players going, support them. Pokemon like notices that kind of stuff and makes them like Christian was meant to be our uh, Oceanic representative going to NAIC, so he was going to do presentation stuff. Stuff. Like oh, this. gotcha. Which is cool. They they really do care and like try and put um, players in spotlights because it's just fun to support them. Yeah. Um, but in, ter- in, ter- in, like, in terms of worlds, we have one more set. 
kind of. Yeah, the mini set. Uh, so our like we usually get a whole like a well, a summer set for um, I mean for the states and Europe um, and Japan, uh, which is usually a small set. Usually it's a joke one like Detective Pikachu or yeah, Shining yeah. Face or something. But this time it's a holiday it's a, set or it's a it's a collectible yeah. set. Yeah, uh, this time it's um, a crossover with Pokemon Go, and then also features uh, cards that could make the competitive splash. Which they're not bad. Yeah, they're, it's um, they're. It's interesting. They're all cusp cards. Mm. They're all like, if I see them, I won't go, oh my god. But if I don't, I'll be like, that's okay. Um, the couple I've got here, um, I'm sure there are other ones. I'm sure. But from my general look, um, there are two items that stick out to me. Lure module, which says each player reveals the top three cards of their deck, puts all Pokemon they find into their hand. Then each player shuffles the deck. So shuffles the deck. Yep. Can grab any Pokemon is an item that you can play out of your hand straight away. All of those things are really important. The fact that you can just get it out of your hand at any point is actually super helpful as well. Uh, my criticism of this also applies to the next card, so I'll wait till the next card. Not enough cards. It's just yeah. not enough cards flipping off the top, I don't think. But we'll see. Um, the other thing is Pokestop, which kind of works the same way um, once per turn each player uh, so once during each player's turn that player may discard three cards from the top of their deck if a player discarded any items this way put them put those items into their hand so and like both of them are effects I really like uh, the double edged giving your opponent access to their Pokemon yeah. or this giving that yeah <sighs> uh, is it May um, uh, and it is forced I believe each player reveals the top three cards and puts all Pokemon they find into their hand. Yeah. That's interesting. Can clog the hand a little bit sometimes. I, 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 yeah. It's, it's like cusp. And I, I think maybe there are some decks that might take advantage of this more. Because like this, it puts them in the, like it puts them in the discard. Yeah. yeah so yeah, with stop as well. So, I mean, yeah, you're putting your Pokemon and your energies in the discard, which is uh, kind of interesting for some decks. I, I like stop. But just your opponent being able to then use it whenever they want. I, Lure doesn't suffer as much from that because I, you get deck information on your opponent yep. if you're playing yep. this turn one. And also, you're kind of accelerating your own plan and your opponent's probably going to get whatever Pokemon they want anyway. Yeah, so you just kind of go, gimme. So yeah, is three enough? Probably not. Five, I think, would see play. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think five. But look, as I said, if I see them come up, if I see this as a stadium that is just to bump another bump path, Sure. Yeah. Okay. So pump no problem. Um, the the one Pokemon that sticks out to me, and this is like a whole thing, is the Radiant Charizard is a really good card. I don't know how good Fire is, but um, to go over it, um, it has an ability called Excited Heart. This Pokemon attack costs one colorless less for each prize card your opponent has taken. Mm -hmm. So it is a card that will be um, for when you're behind and you want to swing in your favor. It's a basic with 160 HP, um, and its attack is uh, a fire and four colorless, and does 250 damage. And says during the next turn, this Pokemon can't use that attack. They, all, they always do Charizard with these, don't it? Don't uh, I can't. The Either thing is, like, energy or can't use the attack. Yes, I don't like. But like Charizard can't so I can't think of a Zard that has been good since um, Reshizard. As a card, oh, I can't think of one that has been good and that's very purposeful they like to keep collectible cards away from being good yeah for that reason so you don't have two groups of people the collectors and the players chasing one kind of card and then the surprise yeah. um because it's a radiant card it there isn't going to be multiple rarities of it yeah 
it will be probably very hard to pull. Um, but I think 250 damage for what could be our fire energy or a fire energy plus one, I think is still really good. Yeah. Any um, Arceus deck that could revolve around fire, any deck that could charge energy, 250 damage is a lot of damage on a basic. Yeah. It's or a yeah, lot of damage. Yeah, like the one, yeah. It's, with Band, it's 280. That kills a Palkia. Like, it's really good. It is. Um, on the price aspect, uh, I mean, I, I didn't get, I haven't seen any of the ATV openings yet. They're starting to hit um, YouTube. Uh, well, Radiant Greninja, Holuchera, uh, and uh, the other Radiant was um, a bloody heat uh, train. Heat train. Um, they weren't that rare. Like, Greninja's Greninja, like, Greninja like, went, but, and then it went, oh, we're pulling it enough. Yeah, it's like, right, oh, yeah. yeah, it was kind of like, oh, crap. Oh, this is Shiny Greninja and it's really powerful. Sure, we only need one. Like, I thought, oh, yeah, the price probably shouldn't be $60. It should come down, but. It's you, yeah, it's only bucks. Yeah, but I've also pulled so many, and I'm like, oh, if I'm pulling so many, that means everyone else is pulling a billion. I will think. Do you think the radiance in this set? So, will be... the set will be open less because players aren't going to open it. So yeah, uh, it's a Zard. Since since Zard's here, the collectors are going. Since it's a Zard, Mu two, that Mu that. That that me too. So nice. It looks so good, but um, it sucks. It sucks. It's awful. <laughs> it's... Um, there's a reason it's not here. Um, it'll be open less, depending on the pull rate of this Zard. I can see it being a after the dust settles a forty fifty dollar card still, if collectors really want it. I, I want to see the pull rates on them first. Yeah. If they're and easy to pull, uh, collectors are going to want it. Yeah. I, I what I would like is for this to be a fourteen dollar card. Somewhere there. 14, 15 bucks. It's, and, it's, and it should be, because I don't think it's going to be that rare. You but... only need a one-off. But it's a very good card. It's a lot of damage. But collectors love that It's a charge. lot of damage. It is. It's I... a good amount of damage. How So in an Arceus deck, how much? Uh, how many fire energies would you take to make this work? One. Just the one? You wouldn't, you you wouldn't be... be careful prizing it? No, I don't care. You can play two. So here's the thing. Depending on what you run with it. So if it was Pikachu, for example, you could run a couple... Um, because of the colorless restriction with everything else. Yeah. There's already decks running around. One did almost very well at um, Melbourne Regionals that was running like three or four different energy, a bunch of different attackers. But if you want to be consistent with it, like Inteleon could run it. Yeah. And you would just run a couple of fire or water other than that and charge it up, no problem. Pikachu could probably run it. You run electric, fire, maybe one dark, move on with your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could work, and it could be a really good swing. The only thing is, I don't think it gets picked over Greninja. I think Greninja is a disgustingly good card, and when we get to, you know, you can only play one Radiant for anybody who doesn't know, and only one Radiant total. So, but I think it could be a Radiant that is put in decks that don't play Greninja. Greninja has basic energy though. Yeah, I think I think I think it could be put in. It's a great attacker. It's amazing. Just like how do you like accelerating the energy onto it though to try and get it up a little bit if you haven't taken so many prizes or are you thinking of just that final blow? I'm just leaving it there. Yep. I like I genuinely like. Um, I think two energy could be good if they've taken because if you think about the price trade, especially in Arceus, hmm. they go to four. Ah, yep. They go two, two, two. That's pretty much the way they always do it. And it always so cuts you to go bloody rock scene. So if you go two, two, put up the Zard killer thing. They're forced to either try and grab 
something else you have if you've put it down. Yeah. Or knock out a thing which makes prizing really weird for them. It's cool. It's like one of the better cards I've seen come out of Azard. You could... That's a scheme for a later time. Um, Radiant Blastoise is interesting. Uh, the Radiant Blastoise says discard an energy, put two damage counters on something? Yeah, water energy. Nah. You don't rate it's that? It's a Radiant that isn't Greninja. Yeah. It's two damage counters as well. Not enough. Yeah. Have you seen the Evolved Blastoise? Oh, uh, sorry. Actually, something I didn't put in here. Uh, Rare Candy's back as well. I don't think... Yeah. I, I said to you... Water, but it still is here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it, it like... But it, it will, will stay now. Um... I don't think that's going to be relevant until it is, and then it will be the most relevant thing we've ever seen. Like thinking, if rare candy just in general does that. I was thinking of putting rare candy in um, uh, a samurai, a samurai V with um, uh, what's his name, little Ziggy, Ziggy, yeah, and because I hate that lemon so goddamn much, yeah. So um, kind of just doing. Like, I'm thinking that yeah. is a cute thing. I was looking at the Blastoise from the set that's an evolution Blastoise, not the Radiant Blastoise. Like, look at the top six, do yeah. crazy shit, um, because we've got the rare candy. Uh, yep. The thing I'm thinking of is Inteleon Rare Candy is really dangerous. Because you go Shady Dealings, you can get in, you can get Rare Candy and Quick Ball. Or Rare Candy and Ultra Ball, rather. Uh, or yeah, Rare yeah. Candy and Evolution Incense. Yeah. And go, give me both things that I need. Yeah, and then... And then go... Here, so you here, don't need to set up the other... the Blastoise. You don't need to set up the other Drizzle. Well, no. Well. Yeah, you, you can go, just go frog, bang, frog, bang. frog, as per usual. Yeah. Have other things, and then go... So, like, if you've got a, uh, a Squirtle, mm. and you want to go into that um, Blastoise, you can just go, cool. Um, drizzle, drizzle, set up, set up, set up. Hit with Arceus. Yeah. Um, shady Dealings, Evolution Incense, and Rare Candy. Yeah. Incense for the um, Blastoise, Rare Candy, Blastoise, go. Yeah. Uh, it could it could be cool while the frogs remain in the format, which will be f- until the end of the year. Yeah, it. I'm like, I got hyped. I'm like, I went digging up. I was starting to buy Brilliant Stars again, trying to crack those uh, big barrels. Going, ah, it's going to go all, all in on this. And there's like, oh, don't worry, you've got another. You've, yeah, you've got another. I still think Babara will see play because of how no, much of an out to Roxanne it is, and Roxanne is going to be a plague on the next two years of my life. Roxanne Path is just Roxanne. way too good. Roxanne, all she want to do is fuck my hand up. Yeah. Um, but and put other on that than red that, light. Yeah. Other, look, that other than that, uh, decks expected at Worlds, probably a lot of what we've seen. I, I would like to see some more interesting stuff just because it's funny. Um, but I think that's a really diverse set of cards we've got now. Inteleon is skewing things, but we'll see where we go. Yeah, it... It's just so weird because it seems like adjacent. I honestly thought we're going into another Dark Cry. No. Uh, as, as soon as I saw Dark Patch, I'm like, oh, last time I played. In one of the times I played this game previously, this was huge. And it's I just insane. thought that. I looked at Polky and went, oh, Polky is pretty cute. And moved yeah. on. Yeah. Thinking that, oh, we're all dark all the time now. And it was going to be dark versus grass. And that's just. It's simply. It's like just not enough damage. It's not enough damage. Why isn't Polky weak to grass? Yes. Number one, yes. Number two, yeah. As I said, if if I could play Darkrai, I would. Yeah. Um, as I said, I played the Turbo Dark, yeah, as well. Um, it's not enough damage. No. It's, it's simply, It really isn't. It's probably fast enough. Uh, it's, it's probably fast enough. Um, I also messed around with the idea of um, the big thing for Giant Hand, for Eternatus VMAX as a deck, was that it couldn't charge up its energy. It had to go attach, attach. And that was the biggest thing for me. So my brain went, oh, okay. If you go 
um, Eternus VMAX, load up everything. You've got your Dark Rise, you've got your Crobat, you've got Zigzagoon. Then you go Eternus, put it up, start swinging for 270, 300 with band. Then you put a Dark Rise up in there. Mm. You could charge up all the energy. It still hits for 100 and something, can tap two tap a thing. They take five prizes, and then you put another Eternatus in front of them. Yeah. It could be a hassle. Like, there could be stuff. It just doesn't function the way I want it to function. Yeah, it's just not getting up to that 280 reliably or having to rely on too much uh, luck to um, pull that off. And you don't have rough. the Intelli online to search your cards. It's and, like a lot of just drawing. And then there's also no, like, the, the Charon's Care, I think, has been a huge, like, it just ticked over just, just getting that heal. So I was going, okay, I can't go as fast as you, so I'm just going to not have 200 nope. HP there. Yeah, I'm just going, you can't knock me out then, and then uh, I don't yeah. need to go that fast. I won't lie, I found out what Charon's Care did at Brisbane Regionals. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I hit with Duraludon, and he went, uh, Charon's Care. And I was like, what? And I like read the card, and I went, this doesn't seem... Do you know the other thing I worked out at that Regionals? Uh, when you scoop up Net Intellium, it just puts them all back in hand. Yeah, my bro I knew that's the way that ruling worked, but for some reason I was still like, I don't like that. I just I don't like it to the point where I just ignored that as a ruling. I had to double check that because I'm yeah. like, oh well, th that is the Pokemon. The three the the three of them are the Pokemon. Technically speaking, yeah, it, yeah, it is the Pokemon. But just like, in my head, like, yeah, there's a bit of, there's, they're, they're not yeah. attached to the Pokemon in any way, shape, or form. Like, I, they, I can yeah. see why. Like, I had yeah. I definitely asked. You just che yeah, I checked as well. I just was like, I'm just gonna check it because I don't like it. Um, Scoop Up Net hasn't been reprinted since um, the first, like since the D regulation, right? Because that card needs to get out of here. No, Scoop Up Net was in um, the uh, the set that had Eternatus in it as well. That was ages ago. Uh, in Darkness of Blaze. Yeah, Darkness of Blaze is D block. Uh, Darkness of Blaze with D block, in which case it's not going. Oh, it's Rebels Clash. No, it's going. D D's going. The oh. D's out of here. Oh no, D's out of here. Um, yeah, I think it was only Rebels Clash. Nearly had him. Uh, yeah, I, I can only see it being printed in Rebels Clash from here. So yes, it will be gone. Which is probably fine. What do you think of the Regulation D? I don't... I was like, yeah. Regulation D's nuts. Oh, Reggie's. More Reggie's at Worlds. Oh, Let's yeah. see Reggie's at Worlds. Reggie's a... <sighs> it's, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> if all decks were created equal... <laughs> and all decks functioned exactly the way they wanted to every game, I would be petrified of Reggie's. The yeah, deck is horrifying. There has to be a way to make that more consistent. It. Uh, let me tell you something. Before Melbourne, like, in the US, it was doing really well. It did really well. There was top eights. Yeah. I didn't know it was good. I laughed at it at, um, at the pre-release. I was like... It hits every weakness it needs to. I'm like, to. does it... Like, does it like, to attach... Uh, so the Reggie Gigas effect of attaching energy from um, from Bin to uh, any of the Reggies, you need to have all the Reggies on the bench. Well, just in play. Um, and I was like, do they need to all be in play? Couldn't Reggie Gigas just say attach an energy from Bin? No. I'm like, well, because what's the worst thing going wrong? Reggie uh, Gigas also said any energy yeah. at all yeah so yeah uh, and also they hit so the when it started topping and going well with uh, with that effect I'm like oh yeah I guess that's why it doesn't say that it hits <laughs> it hits Palkia for weakness it smashes VMAXs for 300 on a basic yeah with a band it's 330 it's fantastic they VIP fast yeah don't they they, no. they don't VIP all those out why wouldn't you do that? 
I mean, that you can't draw really. consistently. Yeah. I know. I haven't seen it. The only thing I saw VIP pass in now is Palkia a little bit, but it was new. Um, and literally, like, Mewpocalypse happened, and then, like, Brisbane Regionals was the start of, like, Frogs, and now yeah. we're Frog. But yeah. Poor um, Mew. I think on a... I think we'll attempt to keep this at a weekly basis, just in generally. Yeah. Um, if we have, especially slow weeks... Who knows? We've got a whole Pokemon set to talk. We've got a whole Pokemon set um, to talk origin, about. And we've got, yeah, uh, uh, Lost Origins. Lost Origins coming out soon. Um, just after Worlds in August. Yeah. Somewhere but there. we're learning some of the stuff now. So, I mean, I'm keen to do next week and talk about some new cards. Yeah, and as I said, we'll, we'll actually be playing. Um, we're going to be starting up our locals very soon, which is sick. Um, and actually playing in a competitive format against each other, um, which... In Australia, locals are hard to come by for Pokemon. Uh, a lot of players, like a lot of active players, but like weekly region, uh, weekly locals is not as much in this as like Yu-Gi-Oh or as um, yeah. If you're in Australia and you're not playing Pokemon, uh, give it give it a go and try and hit up your store and try and work yeah. it out. Like it's a completely it's a pretty accessible game. Um, Very as well as, cheap. Like and it's been so much better on my budget. It's so much so better. much better. Um, so. It, it's definitely and there's and there's an element like it's like what would you say it's like it's like a good time that's what it yeah, is and good people uh, good culture it's just generally very nice I think there's a locals that runs in Sydney now that Ellis has um, like revived I think it might be at Miranda don't quote me on that um, but if you're in Sydney area there's definitely one there and the very good oh, I've been Miranda locals um, yes, I think it's on Saturdays. I think that's why Jeremy messaged me. So I'll double check with him. See, I think it might be Saturdays. Um, so I can check it out. But other than that, uh, if any comments or questions you have, leave them down below. Um, as I said, we're happy to answer anything if we get to a point in Yu-Gi-Oh! where we have like a question section. If you have any decklist stuff, any Pokemon that you would like to see, uh, I'm probably going to be doing a couple of deck profiles, stuff like this. Um, also, we have a Melbourne vlog that will be coming soon because we had a great time in, for Melbourne Regionals. But other than that, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Uh, let me know what you want. I'll do. Double Diggle Podcast. Easy. <laughs>